0: All right, everybody, it is Wednesday, and we are here on Spilling the Anxiety. So I didn't make an episode on Monday. Like I said, on Friday, I was going to. I'm kind of in this place right now where everything is just really overwhelming. Like I spent all of Monday, which was the holiday Memorial Day, figuring out what I was going to do about my financial situation you know, whether I was going to pick up a second job or correction, a job to bridge me over to the other job that I will start on June 13th. So it, it was just, it was a lot and it was overwhelming because I started thinking about it a lot and I started spiraling and before I knew it. I didn't even realize I had missed the podcast episode until Tuesday morning. So I'm going to personally apologize to everybody uh, and assure you guys that will not happen again. Although it did work out in my favor because I got to say that I was taking a a rest for the holiday. But uh, I'm not going to because honesty. So today I want to give a quick shout out to... I'll tell you who it is right now. Uh... It is true justice on Twitter, uh, which is at far right girl, F-A-R-R-I-G-H-T-G-I-R-L. Give her a follow. She actually has some pretty good ideas. I asked on Twitter if there was something that everybody wanted to, is there was a particular topic that anybody wanted to hear about today? Uh, and she commented that, um, Basically, the question is, can building one's spiritual faith in God reduce the anxiety in those prone to it from past negative experiences? The second I saw this, I got really excited. Not because I am a huge advocate for religion or spiritual faith, but more so because I've had a lot of struggles with my spiritual well-being since I've had basically since my life has gotten worse, if you want to really just put that out there, but more so in, in a more <laughs> in, in acuter package, uh, say that I've had it since since I noticed that my mental health concerns have been rising, it almost directly correlates with my spiritual faith decreasing. So it is something that I'm very excited to talk about because I think um, I don't know. that There's this brutal level of honesty. And I want to be clear and preface that I do not, I don't not believe in God. I do believe in God. I, I don't have a religion and I don't go to church, but I do believe in God. My relationship with God is unique to me. I don't believe that I need to go into a church to believe in him or to practice being a good person i don't believe that reading the bible will help me be a better person because i think that the things that require you to be a good person aka thou shalt not kill and share and love your brothers and sisters and all that other stuff those are already things that are inherent to me because i'm not an animal so i do practice being a good child of god but things have been rough for a very long time and i think that that's what caused this crisis of faith. So, without actually with further ado because we are going to take a break. After that, without further ado, we will tackle that topic. So, stay tuned. All right, everybody. So, we're back. Where do i even start? When i was a kid, i was the very first religion that I was a part of was Jehovah's Witness. My mom and her sister were both Jehovah's Witnesses, so was my grandma apparently. And I remember me and my cousins, we would go to something, well, we called it Salon de Reino, uh, or Kingdom Hall, where, you know, you would go, it it was church for Jehovah's Witnesses. So We would go every Sunday, Um, and I also believe on Wednesdays, but it's been quite some time. And I remember who came to my, I wouldn't really call him, I don't know if I should call him a youth group leader or a Sunday school teacher, but he came over. We have like in the religion, there are like brothers and sisters. We had the brothers and uh, sisters come to the house and they would come with their pamphlets about God. You know, they would come in with their teachings and they would teach us a lesson. I don't remember much about it, but I do remember one of the last lessons I received was them talking to us about how if things had gone the way that they were supposed to, nobody was supposed to age. And I remember at that time questioning it because the pamphlet that he showed me, it had like this little blonde girl it had a, a father, it had people of all different color and people of all different ages. But the question that came to me was if we're not supposed to get old and die, if you know that happened directly as a result of a sin, then why are these people different ages? Why does there look like there's a grandma sitting here, you know with somebody else she's never gonna die, why is she aging? And I remember, I remember thinking that clearly. Now, at that point, I think my relationship, it's like I knew God existed and I knew that we should say grace, but my personal unyielding faith to God, I don't think it existed yet because I think I was just doing it because it was something that I was expected to do, which there are very few kids out there that just have, and I don't even want to say few, There are kids out there that have unrelenting faith in God and they know that this is somebody that this is our father. They want to listen to him, you know, and and he is capable of all. I was not one of those kids. I didn't really understand God. So time went on. My mother stopped not just going to Kingdom Hall, but to, she stopped being a Jehovah's witness. My aunt continued and the argument there for me personally, was that there were a lot of things about the way that she lived her life, I felt, that didn't align with what you were supposed to project if you were a part of that religion. And part of my mother's outlook on things was that if you were not going to follow the religion to the T, then maybe you shouldn't disrespect that religion by being a part of it. So... I appreciate that about my mom because I didn't want to, during that time, I felt fake almost because I was, I was just doing it because my mom told me to. So there's that. Uh, now I had in high school two very religious friends, one of which was Carrie Carrie was, she wasn't religious like, I don't want to say a religious nut, but she wasn't, you know, she wasn't like, I'm pushing religious off on you or, or I guess, you know, what any person who I guess is really into religion would look like to anybody else. She was fun and free spirit and all that stuff. But she, she very much so believed in, um, God and Bible and she was well-versed, you know, uh, I was not, I grew up without After my mother left, uh, you know, being a Jehovah's Witness, it wasn't something that was really pushed on me. My mother more so taught me, pray to God at night. You pray before you eat. You talk to him when you have trouble. All that other stuff. But as far as religious teachings go, I can say up until this date that uh, it wasn't up until very recently that I even looked at religious scripture. There are people that know, like, the story of David and the story of other people in the the Bible. I really don't know. It's, It's kind of embarrassing, but at the same point, it's like, it makes sense. I never, this wasn't something I went into. So as I got older, I remember I found myself that when I had a lot going on, I would ask God if he would make it better. And I would ask God if he could see my pain and if he could deliver if he could do what it was that he was supposed to do which is protect his children now that i'm thinking about it in my room i had a poster i don't remember what it said but it it was something like with this really ugly ass kid on it um and not a real kid you know like a like a picture or drawing but the kid had his face all scrounged up so you knew he was like just a bad kid because uh, he had a sour look on his face and it said something like, all of God's children are beautiful or we're all God's children, something to that effect. I don't really know when it came down and I don't remember what it said, but I wasn't raised in a home where God didn't exist. I guess it just how to worship him wasn't enforced as long as you did. i I found myself and and, and it was instinctual. Nobody, I I always believed in a higher power. It just, whenever things started going wrong or whenever I panicked, whenever I cried, whenever I felt overwhelmed, I would talk out loud to myself and I would ask God to make things better and I would ask God to see me and please God, if you fix this, I'll never do XYZ again. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if that was a good or a bad thing because it kind of... I didn't worship God on the regular, but when I had trouble I I did turn to him. And some of the things that I turned to him about were menial to say the least. So as I got older, I noticed that started experiences in my life the harder they got. It almost like it's almost like what I asked God for peaked it it got to this point where I would ask him for something all the time and then it just got to this point where at what I felt was the hardest thing that I was going through I begged and I cried and I stomped and I asked him why me and then the next time that something really bad happened I didn't I didn't talk to God I called my best friend. I binged watched my favorite TV show. For a while there, I had trouble believing in God, which is crazy because the person that I was with, my my kids' dad, he is a very god-fearing man, and sometimes even now his optimism or his faith it actually annoys me. It does because I feel like if anybody No, I was about to say if anybody should ask God why their life is like that, it should be him. But honestly, his, I was going to say his life is, is a matter of all of his own decisions, but I mean, isn't all of us, isn't the, where do you draw the line between accepting the responsibility for what you, for the role you play in what has happened to you versus the things that happened to you that you had no control over? His faith is unwavering. And I think that's what I envy. Because I. He believes that everything happens for a reason. He believes that God has been looking out for him because, as fucked up as his situation is, you know, it's. He sees blessings in everything and i think that's what i have trouble with because my problem was and i maybe it's just because my faith wasn't strong enough but when when the going got rough and things just kept happening over and over and over again i found myself asking like you know as a joe first i was like god 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 ain't really fucking with me right now huh and then it turned into God, where are you? Then it turned into, What have I done to deserve this? And then after a while, I just stopped talking to him because I couldn't understand. You know, they say all the time that, you know, God gives his heaviest loads to his strongest soldiers. And I was like, Okay, I'm tired of being strong though. Like, how much are you going to put on me before I absolutely buckle? Or are you waiting for me to? Because you think that there's something that I need to learn. I don't understand why I would go through all this when I have such good intentions. But then they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions, which I never understood that. Because I think the road to hell is paved with people who were malintentioned. I do believe in God, but I had a crisis of faith. And I can't even say that I'm out of it now. Because it, it just one after the other, after the other bad things kept happening. And I remember I I was actually telling my therapist this, you know, he's like, you know, you just hang in there because things are going to get better. And it's like, you and I have been talking for over four years. When are they supposed to get better? What am, what am I missing? What am I waiting on for it to get better? Because I went to see you because for a very long time, things weren't good. Nothing, no, no load lifted. There was no easing of the pain. And now we're here another four years later and you're still telling me, you know, it'll get better. And I always think it's not going to get worse and it does. So how do you handle it? It's a question I don't have the answer to, but I don't know what my, I don't know what my faith looks like today. I've tried, I've tried talking with My kid's father and his unwavering faith to find out, you know, when he talks about God, like there's a warmth in his eyes, there's a a glow in his aura. Aura? 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 Whatever. His outside it fucking glows. And he It's almost like he has no question. Like he's never had any question. And I wonder how is that possible? Because I I am what I feel is a good person, and if I'm not the best person out there, then yeah, I deserve some shit that happens to me. But I don't deserve what I got. But am I? Can I even subjectively say? That? I mean, does anybody want to admit that you know when you see drug dealers on TV and they've got their family killed because they killed somebody else's family and they sit there and they're mourning? It's like. To them, they retaliated because I don't think they think that they deserve that. That was like, it's just part of the game. Why are you retaliating? Why are you making this personal? It was business. But you low-key deserved it. We're going to take a a quick break here. And we are going to resume in a couple of short minutes. Enjoy the sponsorship. All right, y'all. And we're back. So my faith in God. Again, I want to correct everybody and let them know that I do in fact have faith in God. Just, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Um, True justice's question was, can building one's spiritual faith in God reduce anxiety in those prone to it? from past experiences. I've had anxiety for as long as I can remember, but the things that gave me anxiety, I mean, I had I had anxiety about things that didn't even have anything to do with me. Whenever the lights went out in my house because, you know, bill was unpaid, whatever it is that you want to call it, I remember reading in the newspaper once that there was like a rapist or a peeping Tom on the loose. And I was concerned that this peeping Tom was going to look through the window. He was going to come by and rape me and all this other stuff. And it was so stupid because I lived on the fourth floor and in my room, there were no fire escapes. He couldn't possibly peep in my window, but I was still very much so concerned of it. And since, you know, the lights were off being in the dark, I hated the dark it was, to me, all of these were real fears, okay? So, I've had anxiety for as long as I can remember, but my anxiety got worse as life experiences came up. I mean, it, it's it's common for kids to be irrationally scared sometimes, especially about things that they just hear are bad. They don't put two and two together that like, listen, that this is not possible, that it's going to happen to you. I'm so tired today, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, but see, as I got older, the things that, for me, things that were fears, irrational fears, you know, stuff about relationships, stuff about getting your heart broken, all that other stuff, they became real. You know, a lot of women have fears. And I don't even want to say women. A lot of people have cheers, fears that their spouses are cheating on them. A lot of people have fears that. Their partner doesn't find them attractive, anything like that. And then you find out those fears have been actualized, and it just. That fear doesn't become irrational anymore. It becomes real. And so in the future, when somebody tells you that you have to you know, don't be scared of this because the chances of it happening, you know, maybe you're just being ridiculous. This is not what's going on. It's like, no, you don't understand. I've been there before. And I feel like a lot of people, it's like when you see things on TV, somebody got shot nine times, hit by a car, whatever it is. Yes, that was a 50 cent reference. You think, wow, I can't believe this happened, but you never think it's going to happen to you until I'm pretty sure that person that didn't think that it would happen to them, it happened to them. There are a lot of things that I didn't believe what happen to me ever. And I swear to God, if I didn't say it, I loud to tell it to other people. I would, I would think I was bugging. See, and, and, and right there, you see what I just said? I swear to God. When I, something happens that, you know, something that was really bad that was going to happen and it didn't happen. The first thing I say is thank God. I reference God a lot in my everyday life. And I've tried talking to my kid's dad to get that same buildup of faith, that spiritual faith, that believing in something else. And it's true. If you don't believe in God, then what do you believe in? I mean, shit, if you, if you worship the spaghetti monster in the sky, great, but you believe in something. You believe in a higher power. Having spiritual wellness doesn't necessarily... The question from True Justice was, Does can building one's spiritual faith in God reduce anxiety? But not all of the higher powers that we believe in are God. Not for every one of us. There are some people that believe that the mystic universe is what controls all. And it is a higher power for them that's not necessarily God. I tried to build my faith. I tried to see the reasoning in other people's faith. To build my own. Because when I was going through my identity crisis, I needed something to affirm my belief in God. And I couldn't find it, and I still haven't. My crisis of faith isn't... As bad as it used to be because at first I just I stopped talking to him, I stopped believing him, I stopped, I stopped everything. I was just like, there is no way that God wants me to go through all of this. I'm begging and I'm praying and I'm I'm being a good person and still I get shitted on all the time. How is this possible? How is this possible that God can love me as his child and still see that I want to fucking kill myself with the life that I've been given. Oh, but you're strong enough because you haven't done that. And, and, and you know, here he is testing your strength, testing your faith. What the fuck does this look like? A strong man competition? Why do you need to test how strong I am? To feel like you did a good job? Good job, God. You fucking created me with all of my problems and all of my imperfections. You created somebody that over time is just fucking Scared to live. Scared to breathe. Scared to be. Scared that I'm not enough. I don't... God created this person, this imperfect person, and decided that I would be strong enough to carry these problems because maybe somebody else wouldn't have... And he gave me my children so that way, on the doubt, on the times that I doubted that I could carry it and I felt like I could end it all, that I wouldn't because my kids are what anchor me to this plane, to this earth. I don't know if building a spiritual wellness, a spiritual relationship, I don't know how I'm supposed to do that in order to help with my anxiety. See, used to <laughs> believing in god and praying to god and waiting for him to make things better and doing everything possible to be to, for my situation to be favorable for god to just be like okay bitch you did everything that you were supposed to you set up the stage i got it from here take a back seat everything that i did to do that it wasn't enough and at some point You know, how am I supposed to build my faith and spiritual wellness? How am I supposed to build that foundation and keep it strong when things just keep going wrong back to back to back? Praying to God and waiting for him to do something gave me anxiety. It's kind of like when people are like, God, just give me a sign that this should be it. And they they get that sign. I never got a sign. And then I started freaking out because I'm like, there are people like my kid's dad that they, when shit really gets fucked up, they feel the hand of God and they feel God speaking to them. And they just feel at ease. God's got this on lock. I know shit looks really bad right now, but God is, he's out here guiding this shit. And I don't have that ability and I'm jealous of it. I'm jealous of people who do. I'm jealous of him because he can look at the the things in his life that influenced mine, that affected mine. And he can decide that those are good things because that's part of God's plan. I can't bring myself to believe that. And as I'm having this conversation, I realize that it it may seem like I don't believe in God, but that's not the case. I do believe in God. There are things that cannot be explained by science. What are the odds that the Big Bang theory happened and just, you know, shit exploded because of a mix of chemicals and they just so happened to explode in a way that created human beings? And plants, human beings are the most complex people on the planet. We come from something that they literally call like, well, first off, we come from a sperm and an egg. And those join. And within a couple of days, they look like something, they are actually referred to as a mulberry. Because it literally looks like a small little batch of blackberry. It looks like a small little blackberry. All those cells together. And they just keep multiplying one another until they turn into a full fledged person that little berry grows arms and legs and a head and it grows proportionately correct and then when that person comes out they learn in, they learn and grow in overtime for two years and then our body regulates regulates it and it's like it's time to start growing at a smaller at a slower pace. We pick up words, find motor skills, and then one day, those same people that came from the little thing that little bundle of cells that look like a blackberry there's people who are, you know, the president, or celebrities, or scientists, or physicists all of that by an accident, an accidental explosion of gas and chemicals. The things that we can't explain, mothers lifting cars off of their babies. Oh, well, they're going to be explained by adrenaline. I think that people who explain everything away with science and instead of faith or something else that may be unexplainable, I don't want to say a miracle, but things that can't be explained, how do you, you know, it's almost like you're believing that just because an explanation makes sense doesn't mean it's the truth there are plenty of things we can explain away as far as science goes you know um if you're really athletic your metabolism is at an all-time high so it moves very fast and that's why you get hungry often but because your metabolism burns all of that you don't get fat that makes sense. But sure, why can't we also just say some people's metabolism is better than others because they were meant to be better looking? I don't know. You know, it's it's like saying your kid got home from school 45 minutes late and they said, Well, I had to talk to the teacher about extra credit, and here's the proof because here's my grade on this project. They were 45 minutes late. You choose to believe your child, because maybe you have no reason to distrust of them. The talking to the teacher late after school, it makes sense. It makes sense that they were late because of this. Does that mean it's the truth? No, it just means it's a possible explanation. What's also a possible explanation is that he skipped his lunch to talk to this teacher and then use the extra 45 minutes. He knew that he would be home late to go meet up with a girl. both explanations make sense and while somebody who believes entirely in science may say well you have to dissect further than that you have to get that evidence look at the situation i'm presenting you are you really going to attack your kid over whether 45 minutes was with a teacher or with some girl behind a staircase i don't know i don't think so i i wish that it was as easy Now, mind you, I really, really want to say this. Just because it doesn't work for me, just because I feel like building my spiritual wellness, but then again, my spiritual wellness isn't where I want it to be. It's like I still have so much work to do to get there. Maybe true justice is right. Well, I can't even say say she was right because she didn't present a point of view. She just asked if that was something that can happen. But maybe her suggestion or maybe her question is that getting more spiritually in touch with yourself can reduce your anxiety because I see it. I see it in my kid's dad. When he talks about everything just fucking falling apart, his answer is always God. His answer is our father knows what he's doing. Maybe it does help with anxiety and I'm just doing it wrong, which is not unheard of. And it's not not uncommon. I want to have unwavering faith. But about two years ago, three years ago, I was going through some real shit. You experience the loss of a child. You find, you try to look for. An explanation anywhere you can. I checked out scripture from the Old Testament. The New Testament. The Bible. The Quran. And I got just as many different answers as as many scriptures as I checked. And I was still left bereft. I didn't know what to to do or what to say. i i wish that my faith in god was unwavering because maybe it would cure my anxiety maybe knowing that everything is going to be regard okay regardless of what i do regardless of what i say maybe that level of security is what i need that level of safety because when i was a kid I felt like I could handle a lot more because I would just go to God and pray it out. I would go to God and ask him to remove this thing from my life that was draining me dry. And as I got older, now I realize, what am I asking God for? I use God now for select things like praying that somebody gets okay after a surgery but i'm sure that i'm sure that there are plenty of people sitting in hospitals right now praying for a loved one who might not pull through and then they don't and is it because their prayers were any less sincere than someone else's who was losing who was losing their family i don't think so there is no rhyme or reason You know, you can ask God to look out for you and to help you, but then there's also, well, everything happens for a reason, and God knows what He's doing, and it's impossible for everybody to exist without, without, um, you know, hardships, because hardships create personalities and all this other stuff. It's a hard question to ask. Overall, I do think that for most people, having something to anchor onto can relieve anxiety. It just turns out that for me, it didn't work because the times that I've turned to God and I've asked for an answer and I've asked for help, it wasn't enough. I still went through what I went through and I was left feeling like I was yelling out into a field with no answers. I don't know why I was made this way, but God does. Maybe he's just decided that maybe what God does is that he has a handful of scenarios that he just has to dole out in order for perfect balance. And he decided, I'm going to give this to you because you look like you can eat the most shit. It all works out in the end, but... My end is nowhere near, and I don't know how that's supposed to turn out. So, Thank you, True Justice, or at Far Right Girl, for today's question and for giving me this opportunity to reflect. I want everybody to go check out my website, com. check out the blog, subscribe, listen to this podcast, share it with your friends. Take the time to listen while you're taking a shit or doing your dishes. It's not that hard. And uh, take care, you guys. And up until next time, up until Friday, um, question your level of spiritual wellness. For a lot of people, that, that level of security, it can it can make you think that there's nothing worth being anxious for we have anxiety because we are insecure because we are scared be secure in your spiritual illness maybe you won't be until friday everybody have a good one